Hello, football faithful. Welcome back to another episode of the Double Doink Podcast. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe our episodes when you can. Sending them to any of your buddies would be greatly appreciated. Anything you can do to help us out, thank you. Mr. Deeg is out on a work trip in Cleveland today. Ooh, fancy Cleveland. Yeah, I know. But I kind of, I it hit me today, like, maybe going to Cleveland on a work trip might not be a bad thing, because, like, when else would you go to Cleveland? You know what I mean? To so, watch the Brownies, I guess. Yeah. Play the Ravens. I love doing that. Oh, so you have been to Cleveland. Yeah, I went to Cleveland three years ago uh, when the Ravens went into Cleveland and Lamar threw two touchdowns to Mark Andrews. I was in the end zone right behind Mark Andrews when he caught, right. caught both touchdowns. The Ravens smashed the Browns. Uh, how uncultured of me to assume you have never been to Cleveland because it's never been on my radar. I but. have family in Cleveland too. I've been there like 10 times in my life. Wow. Okay. So. And what everyone says about Cleveland is right. It, there's It's yeah. It's a, it's, it's a pit. Right. Okay. Well, Deeg's out there. It looks like he's having fun. He'll be back next week. That voice you heard is Ziads, of course, of at Hammerhead Picks on Twitter. Give him a follow. He's sliding in to help me out today to do an episode. And this episode is going to be brought to you by Manscaped. Do you know what's spookier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? It's shaving your balls with anything other than Manscaped. When it comes to below-the-waist grooming, there's no need to carve your pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Go from a bite-sized candy bar to a king-sized candy bar and join the 2 million men worldwide by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping and code DOINK. Unlock your confidence with the Performance Package 4.0. Inside, you'll find the holy grail of men's grooming items. They've made it easy for you to upgrade your grooming routine. The finely tuned pube products featured a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is easily the greatest ball trimmer on the planet. Oh, and did I mention this trimmer is waterproof as well? This trimmer is a shower essential. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DOINK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Man, those Manscaped ads always crack me up. Yeah. Every time I listen to them, I feel like I should go and order the product. That's right, man. It's they got to love the Halloween theme this week. Halloween's right around the corner. And yeah, it's on football Sunday this year's so lands on a Halloween. That will be that should should be some pretty exciting costumes yeah, in the some, crowds. And some freaky things are going to go down on Sunday like right. like usual. Anyways, with Zia joining me, I thought it, it would be a good uh, good time to maybe put over an overall landscape on the whole NFL and say who we personally think is a little overrated or maybe a little underrated. And when you're listening to Weekend Wagers, maybe you can have a better idea of teams we are looking to fade and teams we think have a little value to them. So I'll, I'll get it started. A uh, team I think is currently underrated. That would be the Cleveland Browns. They're sitting at four and three right now. But this team, if you look at their trenches statistics, their pass rush win rate, second in the NFL, run stop win rate, fourth in the NFL, pass block win rate, first in the league, and their run block win rate is eighth in the league. So they're one of only two teams in the whole league that are top 10 in all of those key trenches category. The other team being the Rams. So when you're in the same same uh, conversation as the Rams, you know you're doing something right. 
And that's been with a kind of a banged up O-line. They, they've had some key guys in and out. They're looking to get be getting a little healthier this week. But I, it's not even just a banged up O line; it's banged up running backs too. Right, Chubb right. and Hunt have been banged up, but without both of them last week, Ernest Johnson looks like a superstar. He ran for 120 plus yards. So yeah, man, this this Cleveland O line is for real, and they've drafted well. They're right. They've they've, yeah. they've really built this O line. So and yeah, like you said, once this team gets healthy, I think they're even gonna get they're gonna be as good as any team in the AFC. Baker just needs to hold on to the ball and make better decisions. He's really what's, I think, holding me back from saying they're potentially going to be an elite team. I think they'll be an upper echelon, but not not in that top, top tier. Teams they have lost to, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Cardinals, they're looking for that signature win. I think they need, I think they need a big-time win to really put themselves on the map. And... Something I wanted to work into this uh, conversation, too, is I think at the same time the Browns are underrated, but I think it's time to say OBJ is overrated. Oh, man, that led into my first one. Right. Like, OBJ uh, is on my overrated list. Okay, so we definitely agree on that. Like, hey, like, what is wrong with OBJ? Why do him and Baker have no chemistry whatsoever? Well, he's tough to play with, man, and it's it seems like he's such a prima donna. It seems like... You never want to say this, but it just seems like he's a cancer to a team. It's just hard to make him happy. His stats this year have been awful, too. He's, he's only played five games, and he has 16 receptions on 33 targets. Not, yeah. even, not even catching 50% of the balls coming his way. I know some of those balls would are obviously Baker's fault. He Baker has accuracy issues uh, often, but 16 catches in five games, and in those 16 catches, he only has 40 yards after the catch. So when right. he's making these catches, he's not doing anything. He's not getting by defenders, not making people miss. So he's just not this the same guy. His longest reception this year has been 26 yards. Yeah, and I mean, going back to his days on the Giants, he was the kind of guy that he could, he could take a slant to the house, no problem. He had elite breakaway speed. Exactly. He put the ball in his hands, and he would, he's gone. Yeah. Not yeah, anymore. He, could, he was elite at getting separation, and his hands are as good as anybody in the league. But I don't know what's going on. Ever since he came to Cleveland, him and Baker just haven't clicked. I'm hoping that Jarvis Landry – getting back healthy maybe opens up the field for him more baker and landry have great chemistry so right they're just not really a good passing team in cleveland right like all all tight ends all four of the tight ends have longer catches than than odell's 26 yards this year so it's not like it's not like baker's not throwing the ball downfield at times because he is it's just odell's not doing anything after the catch the rumors are he may even be involved in a trade this year but trades in the nfl yeah, Star players to. like that with a guy who's making sixteen million five fifteen point seven five, but like sixteen million a year, he's getting paid eighth most among wide receivers. Like it's oh yeah, man, I love hard... how you walked me right into that. Odell yeah. Beckham Jr. so overrated. Right on, yeah. I should have mentioned earlier it could be we said we we're gonna get a list of teams and players, so sorry I stole one from you, but you're it's up all again. Good. <laughs> you walked me right into it. What's your next one? All right. Well, st- sticking on the overrated theme, I guess uh, I'm going to head to the Kansas City Chiefs. I wanted to put them in that category so bad, but it's just I'm s- 
something's still keeping me from writing them off. Well, it's obvious. It's Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. But it just doesn't seem like it's the same Chiefs offense as last year. Offensively, they are still great. They're, they were before last week on a historic pace for points per drive. Uh, and only punted, like I said, on the weekend wagers show 10 times prior to last week. Um, but last week really showed that they may not be able to, with their offense, to get past every team. They have a 3-4 and four overall record now. A minus 10 turnover margin. Mahomes doesn't seem to be the same QB as last year. Yeah, like, they're not being patient they keep going for the big play all the time and you really saw them pressing against tennessee and tennessee's defense was happy to say okay we're not gonna let you beat beat us deep and they kept attacking deep and it just wasn't working but they weren't weren't adapting which was pretty scary yeah he's they've really been forcing a lot mahomes already this year has nine interceptions in 2020 throughout the regular season he had six and it's through seven games, he already has nine. Wow, that that's shocking. Like, just even see, he's got he's among the league leaders, which going into this year, you never would have assumed. Like, throughout his whole career, he's been incredible at taking care of the ball, and that's why I stayed away from putting them in this overrated category. Is because I think that's something that Mahomes can improve and right away. I think. Andy Reid's really going to be stressing with him. Take care of the football. I see. Okay, I, I understand that because I'm not writing off the offense. There's no way I'm writing off this offense. Right, let's you get to the defense. You, yeah, yeah, you can't write off Mahomes, uh, Hill, and Kelsey, but the defense is a mess. The defense is giving up 28th most total yards, 27th most points, 27th most rushing yards, and 26th most pa- passing yards. And let me, read how, let me read off how many points they've given up every game. 29, 36, 30, 30, 38, 13 against Washington, which was a standout game. I don't know if we'll see many of those uh, for the rest of the year. But then they give 27 up against Tennessee in a 27-3 loss. So yeah. this defense this defense can't – they're not going to win Kansas City any games. It's just can they not lose Kansas City? Because Kansas City is going to have to put up 35 points a game. Mhm. Mhm. So that that's why I think Kansas City is overrated. They're, Kansas City is, you know, they're still one of the favorites to 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 win the Super Bowl this year. They're still plus twelve hundred, seventh favorite in the league. Yeah. So I I I I feel like this team is overrated, and hopefully it could only go up from here, but. Yeah, no, I, I was very close to putting them in uh, the overrated category, so I'm not going to argue with you. It just, Pat, there's something about Patrick Mahomes that I just don't ever want to count him out. Yeah, and you can never count him out. Yeah, so they're, they're definitely a team we'll be monitoring going forward. A team, Another team in the overrated category that has kind of been – I don't know if many people agree with me that they're overrated, but – I'm seeing the Atlanta Falcons starting to get a little buzz this week. They're 3-3. Three and three. This is not a good football team. They are appearing in that in-the-hunt playoff graphic you see, and that's because the bottom end of the NFC is pretty weak. Like, 500 right now has you in the hunt. But the Atlanta Falcons, this 
team's three wins came against came against the Jets, the Giants, and Dolphins. Exactly. And they were by a combined 12 points. This team is negative in point differential on the year substantially. And that's with wins against poor teams. Only time they've stepped up in class this year was against the Bucks, And they got punched straight in the mouth. That game was over early. And... Their losses, losses versus Washington and Philly, they have them at 500, but what's really, really concerning about this team, why I think they're overrated, is their trenches. Their pass rush win rate, 26th. Run stop win rate, 28th. The pass block win rate, 24th. And the run block win rate, 24th. They're bottom 10 in all trenches categories. And that's not with a very difficult schedule. So I, I can't... I can't consider this team a contender in the NFC or even really I can't say I have confidence in them making a playoff uh, push just because their trenches are so pathetic. And another player I'll rump, I'll lump into the overrated category, Calvin Ridley. Oh man. Dude is on a milk carton right now. I can't find him. He's missing. <laughs> He's... He has been bad this year. Of fit of 62 wide receivers with at least 30 targets. He's 56th in yards per route run. He hasn't been able to take over the wide receiver one status from Julio. And we even saw little signs of it last year when Julio was out of the lineup. Ridley didn't really step up and maybe we should have seen this coming, but he's struggling as a wide receiver one. And I'm, I'm going to label the Falcons as overrated. Yeah, I agree with you there. And the Falcons schedule coming up is no, it's well, other than this week, they play the Panthers this week, but other than, after the Panthers, which we might learn more about the Falcons after playing the Panthers, because the Panthers mm-hmm. are another team that have been on the well, the Falcons are on in the incline, but the the Panthers are on the decline, and the, yeah. and the Falcons, if they're a for real playoff team, they should take care of business against Carolina. But after Carolina, they play New they play at New Orleans, they go to Dallas, and then they come home to play the Patriots. In a primetime game. So the, the, Fal- the, the, the Falcons, we're going to learn a lot more about the Falcons really soon. Yeah, they, they could be looking at three and six real quick, and then maybe we won't really hear from them later. But I just thought I, I, just, I, just thought I, saw, I, I saw too much um, hype for them. It's just because they have a playoff spot right now, which right. is, which is it's, man, we're se- seven weeks into the season. Like, yeah. Matt Ryan has looked better the last couple weeks. I was really worried about him early in the year. He has played better. Kyle Pitts is starting to come on. Yeah, man, back, he looks he looks scary good now. Back to back, a hundred yard games for him. So they do have some positive things on their team, but overall, I I'm not buying into them as a playoff team at all. All right, let's stick in the overrated category here. I'll give one more team, which will lead me into another player, which I don't think I'm gonna get. Too, you know, I don't think I'm going to have too many backers here, but we'll see when I lay out my points. The Green Bay Packers, I think, are overrated. Wow. Their last game against Washington, they were outgained in yards 430 to 304, and they still smashed Washington. Washington had no points in four red zone tries. They Washington outplayed them, though. Even though they, they did. Even though they lost by... It was, it was a couple scores, wasn't it? Was it was 21-7. It was a 14-point game. I felt. I said on Monday, I felt so bad for any Washington plus 7.5 betters because how they didn't cover that game was 
a joke. Like, yeah, like had, you said, four red zone trips with zero points. They had 25 first downs compared to Green Bay's 19. They had nine rushing first downs compared to Green Bay's two. And, yeah, and, and Washington did not punt. Wow. Yeah. I, I got seven points. That That's on Heineke. Like, Heineke, Man, like, how he didn't. How Heineke didn't score there when he was down on the one and they said that he gave him that rule is garbage that's definitely got to be checked by the competition committee because he's trying to dive into the end zone he was going forwards right they changed that rule i believe two years ago where we are trying to protect these quarterbacks but yeah but let's let's use a little bit of common sense here you know what i mean right right he wasn't giving himself up i agree i i can't the thing i'm saying the thing that's holding me back from calling the packers overrated is they're doing this without David Bakhtiari. He's going to be back soon. That's true. He will be a huge addition to that offensive line, and he doesn't only make it one position better. He makes two positions better because then um, Turner, or sorry, yeah, who's playing tackle right now, slides into guard where he's a better guard, and he makes two positions better on that offensive line. So Bakhtiari back will be huge. And their secondary is really banged up. Jair might not be coming back, but if I think this week they're a team to really monitor with this trade deadline. And if they if Jair's injury is deemed to be a season ender, they gotta go get a cornerback this week because this yeah. team is too talented. And it's it's Aaron Rodgers is probably last year. You gotta go for it now. See, that's where I kind of wanted to lead into. I think Aaron Rodgers is a little bit overrated too this year. I don't wow, think, I don't that's think, bold. That's just, a hot take. I, this year, I just you know, I don't think his career has been unbelievable. Right, right. But this year, I just don't think they're doing that much in Green Bay. I think they're lucky. They have a 6-1 and one record, which is crazy lucky when you have a net point of 22. Wow. You're 6-1, and one, and you've won by combined 22 points. Like, your, goal, your points for is 22 points points better than yeah, your points against shocking it's, that's crazy their strength of victory is 15 and 25 so they played some not not the greatest opponents um their offense their offensive statistics aren't great either they're 23rd in total yards bottom 10 in the league 16th in points per game middle of the pack 19th in rushing 18th in passing that's 18th in passing with an aaron Rodgers offense with Devonte adams at wideout Oh uh, uh, yeah, you make you make some good points. Defensively, they've been good though. Like defensively, they've been good. And that's against an, the pass without Alexander. They've been they they haven't given up a lot of points. They're seventh in total yards against, but they're twenty second against the rush. So they they do have a little bit of problems uh, against the rush. And and when you brought up Bakhtiari, he's coming off an ACL injury, man. Like we don't know how dominant he's going to be he's yeah. one of the best offensive linemen in the league when he's dom- when he's healthy but we don't coming off an ACL we don't know how healthy he's going to be and dominant right away yeah he might not be all pro caliber right away the other player that they they're missing too has been Zadarius Smith their pass rush right. has been hurting a little bit as well and, uh, and, and offensively really other than Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones they brought back Randall Cobb he has like he's fif- nothing yeah 15 catches or something on the year uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling has been injured all year. He has like six catches. Alan Lazard has like 15 catches. Robert Tunyon, their tight end. Like they don't really have that guy to go to other than Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. And then this week tomorrow, which I guess will lead into the Thursday night preview, but 
they're going to be without Lazard and Adams. It's right. going to rely heavily on Jones's shoulders. And and just let me get into Rodgers quickly. I know this is not going to be popular at all, but I just feel like Rodgers hasn't been having the season that obviously he's capable of, and I think people are praising him a little bit too much. He has 17th most passing yards in the league. 17th most. He has a 1,700. But he's behind quarterbacks like Mac Jones, Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Jones, and Jalen Hurts. Like, all those quarterbacks are throwing more passing yards than Aaron Rodgers is. He has... Aaron Rodgers has 10 more yards through the air than Teddy Two Gloves. And 20 yards than Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold's being benched. Well, Sam Darnold has many more issues other than how many passing yards he has, but... Like, yeah, no, those, those numbers are alarming. I think the number that Rodgers cares about and Packers care, fans care about the most would be the six, and that's exactly. the six wins. But I think that's lucky, and I just don't if – for, for if I was a Packers fan, I wouldn't be confident in my team heading into a playoff. Okay, fine, win the division. Sure, great, whatever. But you're going to a playoff, and all people care about is winning the Super Bowl. A Super Bowl or bust every year. Yeah. And I don't think this is a Super Bowl team. All right. No, you, you raised some good arguments there. I know we have a couple Packers fans who are listeners. I'm exactly. looking forward and, to hearing their the opinion. And the Packers are fifth favorite to win the Super Bowl. They're they're plus a thousand, so eleven okay. to one. They're they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. I'm I'm gonna stick on the overrated theme. We seem to have more overrated than underrated, but I think the Chargers are overrated at four and two. To be honest. <laughs> I think there's a consensus that the Chargers are a top 10 team in the league. And personally, I I don't agree with it. Football Outsiders has them ranked 17th overall in team DVOA. For reference, there's teams ahead of them are Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, and San Francisco. They have better DVOA uh, statistics than the Chargers. This team is dead last in the NFL, allowing 5.4 yards per carry. Yeah, they get gashed. I can't put a team in the upper tier of the league while allowing five and a half yards per carry. Like that, that's a chunk play every handoff. It's true. Just hand the ball off two times. You'll get a first down. And their fourth down conversion percentage isn't sustainable. They're currently eight for 12 on offense at getting fourth down. And they're five for eight at stopping it on defense. Those numbers will come back to the mean. You can't be converting 75% of your fourth downs throughout a year. That's that's 100%. And the thing that scares me is obviously Justin Herbert. And I, if you look at the their Chargers wins this year, it's been Justin Herbert just willing this team to wins, being basically Superman, getting this team to wins. They're... Tr- their offensive line and defensive line is kind of the the statistics have them in the middle of the pack to below the pack. Herbert is doing this with help from Eckler and um, the wideouts are playing well in Allen and Williams, right. but it's mainly Herbert carrying this team like Superman. And I, I'm not confident it can continue. Yeah. They're, I think there's their secondary is pretty good. They're, they're fourth against the pass, but as you said, they get gashed by the run. And I think people think the Chargers are better than they are because of Herbert, the Herbert effect. Right. The way that the guy has been playing and throws the ball, just you you fall in love with his game. And you kind of just fall in love mm-hmm. with the Chargers by, you know, by association. So 
I agree with you. I think the Chargers are, are a bit overrated too. And I wouldn't count, even though like it's this division, the AFC West. Like I, I wouldn't count out the the Chiefs to come back and win the division. Obviously, even though they're in a little bit in my they were in my overrated. Uh, I called them overrated earlier in the show too. So, who mm-hmm. knows? The AFC West is seems wide open. Yeah, yeah. All right, head. I'll uh, I'll go into the underrated. I'm done with the overrated. Let's talk about some some guys and some teams that do deserve more credit. I'm going to start with Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase has been unbelievable this year. And people are recognizing that he's having a really good year, but I don't think people are recognizing how good of a year he's having so far through seven games. Jamar Chase has 35 receptions, 754 yards, and six touchdowns through seven games. He has the most receiving yards by any player through their first seven career games in NFL history. That's huge. That's a big wow. statement. And he, and I and I, man, I I'm, I was guilty of this. A lot of people were guilty of this. I feel like an idiot because of it, but I thought the Bengals made the wrong pick in the draft by not taking Penny Sewell uh fifth overall and taking Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase had a terrible preseason where he was complaining about not seeing the NFL football to the white lines. Yeah, because yeah. it didn't have the white lines that the college football has. And I thought that was a huge uh, warning sign that they made the wrong pick here. But boy, was I wrong. He is the clear favorite through seven games for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I was in the same boat. I was screwed, pounding the table. Draft Sewell, I, I admit as well, definitely wrong. Like, those numbers you just uh, stated, he's on track to be better than Randy Moss in his rookie season, which... I have more numbers for you, too, which is crazy. Like, the, the 35 catches, 754 yards, and six touchdowns wasn't enough. <laughs> wow. He has... He leads the league. See, like, the thing is, too, he's not just doing this on a Bengals team that's not doing well. He's doing this on a Bengals team that's 5-2, and two, and he's, like, almost leading the league in a lot of categories. Like, the best. Yeah. So, yeah. He's 21 years old still, and he leads the league in yards per catch. He his yards per catch is 21 and a half. <sighs> like it, that's elite. He puts elite defenders on skates. That's silly. Like, Marlon Humphrey, exa- your oh boy. God, what did he? Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey. Example. Marlon Humphrey last week looked out of place playing against Jamar Chase. He put him on skates a couple times. Fantasy. Uh, Jamar Chase, fantasy-wise, is a top-five wide receiver projected for the rest of the year. He's already the wide receiver three. He's only behind Cooper Cup, who's having an unbelievable year, unbelievable year, and Tyreek Hill. And the only running back ahead of him, wide receiver, I mean, uh, only running back ahead of him, fantasy-wise, is Derrick Henry, who's having a phenomenal yeah. year, too. In seven games, Jamar Chase has two 100-yard games. One 200-yard game, that was last week against my Ravens, and has caught a ball longer than 34 yards in every game. He has, oh man, he went, yeah, last week he went eight, eight receptions for 201 yards, a long of 82, and a touchdown against my Ravens. And on the year, he has 13 catches of 20-plus yards, only behind one player, Cooper Cup, who has 14. He won He's special, last, man. He's so special. It seems that way, and he also leads the league right now with six 
40 plus yard catches. No one else has close to him. Like Jamar Chase is a deep threat. Him and Joe Burrow definitely have a connection that goes back to their days at LSU, which kind of leads me into my team that I was going to say the Cincinnati Bengals are underrated. This it's about time we stop saying, or I stop saying at least, that they're playing well. They're a good team. Why can't we just give them credit? They're playing well because they're good. I was very close to calling them underrated, but I the Bears have beat them. That loss to the yeah. Bears is what's kill, keeping me from um, considering them real threats in the AFC. But everything you just said about Jamar Chase is so true. He's come onto the scene and really, really added something to this offense that's taking them from a below-average unit to an above-average unit just by basically he was the piece that they added, right? They didn't really do anything else. Like They didn't really address the offensive line, which is what everyone was screaming for. true. Adding Chase, who also we should mention didn't play football last year. He taking a year off has just been dropped into the nfl that's true i, and I, I did do- I, I did forget about that he didn't dominating. even play his last year in college but I- what even more i love about the cincinnati team is their defense their front seven is legit trey hendrickson is for real man and the guy doesn't wear gloves it's so weird to see <laughs> but he's so good it's so tough to stop him the ravens had no answer for him last week yeah, that that Ravens O line is uh, without Ronnie Stanley. Man, is I something can't I can stand say. watching Alejandro Villanueva play. Yeah, yeah, and he coming from Pittsburgh, I didn't like him already. Yeah, but not only is it Hendrickson on that uh, D line of the Bengals, Hubbard and Reader are absolutely balling on the inside. Those guys are two the they do a lot of the dirty work that is what allows Hendrickson to really pin his ears back, go after the quarterback. Hey, the team has the third most sacks. They have 19 sacks. Their yeah. their their defense is for real. Yeah, Logan Wilson at the linebacker position is unreal, and Awujie is having a good year. Hopefully he stays healthy. That's kind of been the story of his career. When, when he stays healthy, he's a solid corner, but he has trouble staying on the field, so he could be a key, key piece for them going forward. But, yeah, I agree with you. Bengals are – I definitely have the Bengals closer to underrated than overrated. Oh, I have them as well underrated, man. They're a really, really good team, I think. Offensively, I think they're a really good team too. They have the fourth most passing touchdowns with 18 compared to the league worst Bears with three passing touchdowns. (laughs) So, like, they're putting up a lot of points. They're putting up a lot of plays. They're – they are a really good team, and they're gonna. Man, this AFC North is stacked. Yeah. The the Ravens, Browns, and Bengals are gonna be. And, and of course, the fourth place team is the Steelers, who are bad, but they're not terrible. Right. They are the Pittsburgh Steelers, after all. So. I agree. Um, a little off topic one here, but overrated. Is home field advantage overrated? Last year, home teams went 127 and 128 on the year. That was the first time in NFL history home teams ever finished under 500. Assumption was that was directly related to COVID, empty stadiums, no home field advantage. It's got it's got to have made a difference for sure. Like it's- stadiums are full this year. Home teams are currently 50 and 54 yeah, on true. the year. That's a 486 winning percentage. From 1970 to 2019, 
the winning percentage at home was 576. Home teams statistically have had an advantage. Since COVID hit, they have not. And there's some weird other like statistics to sprinkle in like from 2001 to 2019, the Patriots were 127 and 25 at home. How silly is that? Like they were playing 836 ball at home. Yeah, it's, it, there's a couple factors to that, though. The New England weather, for sure. Tom Brady in that system forever. That's what I mean. So it's not there anymore. Is That that number could have heavily outskewed the home field advantage statistics. Likewise, the Seahawks were 55-17 and 17 from 2012 to 20. They pay, played 764 ball for that eight-year stretch. Those two numbers were heavy outliers to every other team in the right. league. I kind of so, see why, though, with Seattle, too, with the 12th man. Yeah, but so them coming back down to earth has maybe kind of made home field advantage isn't as big of a deal as maybe people think. And Vegas is kind of caught on to the trend, to be honest. Like, me thinking, oh, maybe uh, we can catch on to it. No, according to the data pulled from Pro Football Reference, Road teams were designated as favorites an average of 35% of the time the last 10 years. That figure has jumped to 42% the last two years. So Vegas is admitting that home field advantage isn't as big of a deal as it used to be. And yeah, so that's something. I agree, man. I think you're right there. Those those stats back, back up what you feel personally and what I feel personally and kind of what we see on TV. And Man, just another thing, too, is that, like, they're traveling first class. These Like, obviously, in 2010, they were still traveling first class, but everything is just so comfortable. They have so much technology. They can study on the plane. They can study on the bench in the away stadium. The away locker rooms are probably unbelievable. So, like, it's not, like, the same as in the past where where travel was tougher and, the, you know, the home team would not make you feel welcome in their city. Like, the fans would not make you feel welcome in their city. It seems like that. We, it seems like fans have gotten softer in that sense. Teams have adapted better traveling, so. It's a factor. Do you have any more? Uh, just a couple a couple that I, uh, people I wanted to touch up on. I don't have, like, a too strong of a case, but just maybe some honorable mentions, but this, this is my last one in the underrated. I was going to go with Derek Carr, man. I think Derek Carr has been extremely underrated this year just because of his history, because of his name, because of he plays in Vegas. Vegas never seems to be a really good team record-wise. But, man, he was 31 of 34 against the Eagles last week. Uh, he was he, he's second in the league with twenty almost twenty three hundred yards, only behind Patrick Mahomes, who has ten more yards than him. So Derek Carr is pretty much you know leading the league in passing yards. Yeah, he's he's on pace to put up numbers similar to like Manning in his Broncos days, like his good Broncos days. And man, he's doing it with who? Brian yeah. Edwards. Yeah, Zay Jones. Darren Waller didn't play last week, and he didn't miss a beat. Thirty-one of thirty-four, man. Yeah. So he 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 also has the fourth most completions with one hundred and eighty. So it's it's man, I I feel like Derek Carr has not gotten the respect that he deserves this year, and I'll leave it at that. I won't fight too much on. No, that's much a good one. On that. 
a couple, that's a good one do you have any more no i'm done yeah just a couple more honorable mentions though i think jonathan taylor is having an underrated year these are all underrated by the way i'm done with the overrated i don't like being too negative <laughs> i like being a little bit more positive so jonathan taylor i think is underrated especially how he's been running of late leonard fournette i think is underrated he was written off in Jacksonville, come to Tampa Bay and runs like a rhino. Like he just bulldozes his way to the yards he needs. And I honestly think the Tampa Bay Bucks too are underrated. Yeah, they're, I agree. They're, I, they're, they're they're so good. They're so good, but yeah. people aren't talking about them like how they talked about Kansas City in the previous two years. Yeah, or about how they talked about the Ravens regular season a few years back. But the Tampa mm. Bay Bucks, once they get healthy and they're secondary, because their their front seven's really, really, really good. But once they get healthy and they're secondary, they can only go up from where they are. I agree. I like all those. Um, we're going to do a quick little Thursday night football preview here for you. As always, all odds are brought to you by CoolBet. CoolBet is the most transparent gaming company in the world. CoolBet also provides the best odds in Canada with world-class customer service. For first-time users, use deposit code DOINK for a 100% welcome bonus up to $200 when signing up with CoolBet. That's code DOINK, and CoolBet will match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at CoolBet Canada a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CoolBet Canada. CoolBet, stay cool and bet responsibly. Man, this, this overrated, underrated segment was fun. Like we yeah. should we should do it again later on in the season just Maybe to see just where before teams playoff, are, just before see playoffs, see where type players thing. are, and just see how how our you know what we said now seven weeks into the season translate later into the season. So right on. Let me bring up Cool Vet here. And oh my God! Speaking of overrated, how about the Buds down two nothing to Chicago right now? The Leafs. I hope uh, this. I hope this uh, episode gets out in time. Toronto might be up in flames by the time we get home. It's so annoying because the media already is up in flames, like going crazy about how bad the start to the season was and losing to the winless Blackhawks with a scandal, fresh scandal on their hands. Like, give me a break, Toronto. Come on, I'm wearing a Leaf jacket right now. Like, ugh. it's ugly. But anyways. Thursday night football this week was supposed to be a real nice treat. Packers going in to face the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. Packers are six and a half point underdogs. That would be because they have no wide receivers. Lazard, like you mentioned, Lazard and Adams both expected to miss this game due to COVID. MVS might be back. Check injury reports tomorrow, Thursday, to see if he's playing. Yeah, but they're saying that he's going to return from IR to play. Like they definitely need him to other than uh, if he doesn't play it's randall it's a randall cobb show yeah uh for arizona jj watt has been ruled out uh there's there's some key injuries in the game. uh deandre hopkins is questionable so what could have been a real real nice game has a little bit of a sour taste to it but do you have a feel on this game I well, I I can't say that I'm on the Packers now after my overrated yeah. spiel because think they are and without Adams and Lazard and with MVS returning from the IR, I just don't see the Packers putting up a fight in Arizona. I think Arizona covers here comfortably. Arizona has been well, they 
it's just record wise seven and oh they are the best team in the nfl but statistically they they definitely back that up too arizona is a really really good team their offense has weapons everywhere and it seems that they're clicking kyler murray could be having an mvp type season yeah i i just the what keeps me from betting Arizona would just be the thought of a backdoor cover with Rodgers getting like when was the last time Aaron Rodgers got six and a half points that can't remember off the top of my head him ever being an underdog of that number even on the road so I lean Packers just for that reason but who's he gonna go to though when he's down late that's what I'm thinking like who's who he doesn't have Devontae to to make because it just seems like sometimes Devonte, with his talent, kind of gets Aaron out of sticky situations. Yeah, they're, no, they're they're an elite combo. That that's a good point. I, I, I probably am staying away from this game. I doubt I put anything on it. It's a lean to the Packers just because I'm getting six and a half. Maybe the over. I could see some points being put up in this game. But from. Uh, from Green Bay, who is going to do it? Like Robbie like Aaron Jones, Randall Cobb, Aaron Jones. Like yeah, yeah, of course. Aaron, Aaron Jones is going to be heavily re- re- uh, relied on, but I just think Arizona is going to be too much. The over under is fifty and a half, man. That's a, I think that's a lot of points. If I'm going to go, mm. if I'm leaning the under, but with that number, it's kind of alluding to Vegas being confident in in offense yeah and they think there'll be points so i think if arizona does win this game i feel like they'll be able to cover the seven points because they're they're gonna put up points they're they're both teams should put up points but i think arizona won't have trouble covering seven so i'm gonna bet this game i'm gonna take the six and a, uh six and a half points with arizona and um yeah I'll, I'll definitely bite my words if green bay comes out to somehow win this game or something but I just don't see it. Arizona's defense is one of the best in the league. They're they're fourth in total yards against. They're first in points against. They only give up 16 points a game. Green Bay's offense only averages 24 points a game. So, Yep, we'll see. Should be a good one. Anyways, folks, thanks for listening. Ziad and I will be back for weekend wagers either tomorrow or Friday. We'll, we'll have that episode out to you before the weekend. Have a good night.